What is up, everybody? I am Milan Jordan. This is the MMA Daily Blitz, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Hey, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. Also, check out our YouTube page, and you can follow me on Twitter at Milan Jordan. All right, lots to get to since last time we spoke. Uh, let's start with some fights this past weekend. UFC Orlando, uh, a great main event between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Kevin Holland. Uh, this was a fight of the year candidate. It was a great striking match. Now, find out that before the fight, uh, these two had an agreement that they would not grapple. Well, we saw that come to fruition a couple of times. Uh, in the third round, when Wonderboy fell to the ground, Holland had a chance to finish the takedown and do some ground and pound, but he backed up, waved uh, Thompson to stand up, which he gladly did, much to the delight of the crowd. Uh, these two were talking to each other throughout the fight, and not really any kind of trash talking. They just appeared to really enjoy uh, sharing the octagon together. Very entertaining fight. Uh, Thompson got cut in the first round uh, above his eye, and Holland did win the first round, but from that point on, uh, Stephen Thompson really controlled this fight. Lightning quick, whipping brutal head kicks, but Holland just wouldn't go down. From the second round on, uh, Holland did not use his right hand. That's his best weapon. Uh, as it turns out, uh, he didn't use it because he broke his hand early in the fight. Uh, and as it turns out, his corner stopped the fight after the fourth round. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson wins this fight by TKO. Stamping a two-fight skid for the soon-to-be 40-year-old Stephen Thompson. Meanwhile, Kevin Holland, he finishes 2022 at 2-2 two and two with finishes of Alex Oliveira and Tim Means with losses to Hamzat Chemaev and Stephen Thompson. Uh, no word as of this recording how long Kevin Holland's recovery for his broken hand will be. Well, no fights on this main card end up going the distance. Seven fights, seven finishes. In the co-main event, it was Brian Barbarina defeating, defeating uh, Rafael Dos Anjos by submission via rear naked choke at 320 of round number two. In other fights, it was Mateus Niklau knocking out Matt Schnell in round number two. Sergey Pavlovich made quick work of Ty Tuivasa. No shoeys for Ty. Uh, he, uh, Pavlovich wins this fight by TKO at just 54 seconds of the very first round in this heavyweight clash. Uh, Roman Dalladze, a TKO win over Jack Hermanson with less than a minute to go in round number two. Eric Anders over Kyle Dalkus uh, by TKO via punches in round number two. And Phil Rowe defeated Nico Price by TKO also in the third round. Quick check of the prelims from uh, UFC Orlando. Most of these went the distance. Angela Hill over Emily Ducote uh, by unanimous decision. 40-year-old Clay Guida, one of my favorite all-time fighters, all-around great guy. He got back on the winning track thanks to a split decision win over Scott Holtzman. Michael Johnson defeated Mark DeCasey by unanimous decision. Uh, it was Jonathan Pierce, a unanimous decision victory over Darren Elkins. Uh, Nathan Levy beat uh, Hanara Valdez by unanimous decision. Uh, Marcelo Royal uh, knocked out Francis Marshall in the second round. More in Royal later in this uh, podcast. And Yasmin Yawegri defeated uh, uh, Estela Nunez uh, via second round TKO. All right, some news and notes quickly. Uh, former two-time UFC Bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw announced his retirement, uh, something he came to grips with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he officially announced this past Monday. Uh, the 36-year-old Dillashaw had shoulder surgery after his loss to Aljamain Sterling in October. Uh, he was told by doctors it would be a long recovery, 
with a possibility that he would need a second surgery on the shoulder. Uh, this shoulder injury is something he had been dealing with for a few months leading up to the Sterling fight, along with a knee injury. So uh, not only uh, was TJ Dillashaw a two-time champ, uh, his story also includes a two-year USADA suspension for testing positive for EPO, in which he had to relinquish uh, the belt. He fought two times after serving the suspension. A split decision went over Corey Sanhagen, and then the title fight lost to Aljamain Sterling. Uh, TJ Dillashaw ends up finishing his career with a professional record of 17-5. and five. That includes two wins over Cody Garbrandt and two wins over Hennan Barrow. Uh, three of his five losses were in championship fights, uh, Dominic Cruz, Henry Cejudo, and the aforementioned Aljamain Sterling. One FC announced that it will hold his first event in the United States in May of next year, and it's going to be headlined by a very popular American fighter, flyweight championship. It's just going to be a flyweight championship trilogy bout between current champ Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson and Adriana Marias. Uh, the fight will headline the one on Prime Video 10 card in prime time on Amazon Prime Video. Again, that's coming in May of 2023. This fight will be held in Colorado. The pride of the 209 ends up getting a key to the city. This past weekend, Nate Diaz was presented a key to the city in his hometown of Stockton, California. Uh, Diaz was presented the key to the city at a Stockton Kings G League game. Uh, during the ceremony, Mayor Kevin Lincoln frequently mentioned Diaz's grit and determination as uh, sources of pride for the city of Stockton and its citizens. Uh, Nate Diaz, along with his brother Nick, have always been proud of where they came from. Uh, frequently referencing Stockton any chance they get. Uh, the 37-year-old Nate Diaz, who submitted Tony Ferguson to close out his UFC contract in September, is currently an MMA free agent. All right, you might recall about a month ago, uh, there was some controversy surrounding UFC Fight Night 214 at the UFC Apex when a seemingly innocuous fight between Derek Minner and Nurdana B.A.K. Shailan raised some eyebrows because of some irregular betting activity in the hours leading up to the fight. When Minner succumbed to an injury that led to a quick TKO loss, uh, sportsbooks turned to the Nevada State Athletic Commission and betting firm U.S. Integrity to review the matter. Uh, since then, the Nevada State Athletic Commission suspended the license of Minner's coach, James Krause, who is at the center of this investigation. Uh, Krause, James Krause, if that name sounds familiar to fight fans, it's well because he is a former UFC fighter and who turned to be a coach, a highly respected coach uh, he runs glory mma and fitness which trains a stable of pro fighters including a few on the ufc roster now james kraus was the public face of uh, one online bookmaker and also ran a discord server uh, where he advised mma fans uh, on mma bets uh, he has since shut down the service uh, kraus was also banned in new jersey from betting on fights where he was involved as a coach trainer promoter or fighter well, fast forward to uh, last week, and the UFC announced that any fighter that trains with James Krause directly or at Glory MMA in any capacity will not be allowed to compete at UFC fight cards for their foreseeable future while this investigation is ongoing. Additionally, uh, Minner had also been released from the UFC altogether. Uh, Minner also faces a potential sanction from the Nevada Athletic Commission for not disclosing that leg injury he had before his loss at UFC Fight Night last month. Meanwhile, another uh, Glory-affiliated fighter, Marcella Royal, I mentioned him earlier, he was able to compete at last week's UFC Fight Night Orlando, again earning a second-round TKO win over Francis Marshall. Uh, other Glory MMA and fitness fighters, including uh, Jeff Molina, uh, David Onama, Isaac Dahlgren, 
and even ex-champ Brandon Moreno all have fights booked in the coming months, although at this point it's not clear how those will play out. In addition, a Midwestern Midwestern, uh, regional fight promotion, the Fighting Alliance Championship, also banned James Krause from attending or cornering any fighters at their upcoming event this weekend. Uh, I mention this because James Krause helped start the FAC back in 2012 when at that time was known as Kansas City Fighting Alliance. Now the FAC is attempting to distance itself from James Krause. Uh, More news to this. Uh, The New Jersey Division of Gambling Enforcement uh, blocked any bets from fighters involving Krause or his team recently in accordance with this investigation with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Uh, The UFC and the aforementioned New Jersey Department uh, clarified that the suspension involving Krause is pending the outcome of these investigations. Also last week, uh, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario and Canada, which oversees these type of things, uh, blocked all betting on UFC events for the foreseeable future, regardless if it involves James Cross or not. All UFC events, no betting uh, in the province of Ontario. Uh, this is due to concerns about betting integrity and suspicious activity around this fight that we mentioned earlier and others currently under review. Uh, a few days later, the province of Alberta uh, also uh, followed suit with Ontario's decision. Look, there are a lot of layers to this story. This story is far from over. Uh, we'll see how, how this turns out. I mean, right now, at the very least, if it's you know might be isolated with James Krause and his his camp, his team, uh, you know, who knows? It can go any number of directions from here. But uh, lots more to come for sure. It seems like at this point. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right, now back to inside the cage. We got a couple of big cards this weekend. A big Bellator card Friday at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. Uh, Bellator 289. It features a title fight and the Bantamweight World Grand Prix, Grand Prix semifinals. Uh, interim Bantamweight champ Rafael Stotts takes on Danny Sabatello in one of the Bantamweight World Grand Prix semifinals. Uh, Liz Carmouche, she'll take on Juliana Velasquez in a flyweight title fight. This is a rematch from a fight this past April in which uh, Carmouche won via fourth round TKO. Uh, Patchy Mix will take on Magomed Magomedov in the other bantamweight World Grand Prix semifinal. And then in a middleweight fight, we've got Dalton Rossa taking on Anthony Adams. Uh, the UFC's last pay-per-view of 2022 takes place this weekend. Where else? At the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, the main event is for the vacant light heavyweight title between uh, Jan Blachowicz and Magomed Ankalaev. Uh, this belt was vacated when new champ Yuri Prohaska uh, sh- suffered a serious shoulder injury. Uh, that's going to keep him out of action for months, perhaps even over a year. Uh, the UFC did promise that if and when he does return, uh, that uh, Prohaska will fight for the belt in his first fight back. But in the meantime, Jan Blahovitz and Magomed Ankaleev will fight for the light heavyweight strap this Saturday. Uh, with Glover Teixeira likely getting the winner of this fight. All right, elsewhere on this pay-per-view, and to be honest with you, this whole card, it's, you know, is it worth 75 bucks? Ah, that's your call, but uh, I think this could be a good fight night card as well. But uh, elsewhere on this card, again, the co-main event, you got Patty Pimlet, Patty the Batty, taking on Jared Gordon. This is the first pay-per-view for Patty the Batty Pimlet. Elsewhere on this card in the welterweight division, you got Santiago Ponzanibio taking on Alex Morono. Uh, he was Panzanibio was originally slated to fight Robbie Lawler, uh, but Lawler had a bow out of this fight uh, just recently due to an undisclosed injury. Uh, elsewhere in the middleweight division, uh, Dreyses Duplessis, 
who had an outstanding fight last time out. He will take on Darren Till. And in, uh, at 145 pounds to open up this pay-per-view, will be Bryce Mitchell taking on Ilya Topuria. All right, folks. Well, that's it for the MMA Daily Blitz. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz is part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will talk to you later. 